Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Armstrong and Getty. Pretty damn cool. Very fine people on both sides. Here's Armstrong and Getty. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Available everywhere podcasts are given away because we're stupid. So I've been on this poetry kick for like an entire ten days. Um... And we talked about a particular poem yesterday, and I wanted to get into the dissecting it, uh, reading a little of the dissection of this poet poem by a Smarty Pants, because I think you'll find this pretty entertaining. Okay. So I'll read the poem one uh, again, because it's very short. It's one of the most famous poems in the history of the English language. I'll be damned. It was written in the 1920s, I think, but I just had Googled, because like I said, I'm into poetry right now, just Googled famous poems. And this is the most famous poem of the last, I think, 25 years. It's been in more poetry anthologies than any other in the last quarter century. And it's all about the pauses, right? Their their entire college class is written about the red wheelbarrow. This is a very short poem. A red wheelbarrow glazed with rain water beside the white chickens. That's the whole thing. Uh, yeah. What? One of the greatest poems <laughs> ever written. Did my headphones cut out there? <laughs> no, that was it. And uh, I'll just read a little bit of the, the, the analysis. Okay. Which is just... The red wheelbarrow symbolizes red wheelbarrows. <sighs> I could jump into any part of this analysis. It's all just a load of crap as far as I can tell. With four stanzas, the poem describes in great detail, not just a wheelbarrow, but a whole scene a moment stuck in time. 
the form of the poem accomplishes this by using the strange breakpoints to emphasize certain words. The first stanza, so much depends upon, illustrates this by making the reader's eye and mind just hang off the word depends. The gravity of the situation draws the reader in despite not even knowing, unless one infers from the title, what so much depends on. The verb depends throws the reader off the cliff of so much. And the speaker j- I don't and, like to be thrown off of things when I'm reading. And the speaker just offers us the shaky root of a pawn on which we are expected to climb back up to reality. How the hell am I going to climb back upon a pawn? But of course we do so on his terms. Agitated, the reader then looks down to see for what he or she has been thrown into oblivion. A red wheelbarrow. Huh? No, a red wheel barrow. The abrupt disjuncture of the phrase deconstructs the word, forcing the mind to reconsider a kindergarten-level word, such as wheelbarrow, and give it more importance. It goes on and on like this for like a book-length article. The brevity of the phrase glazed with rain not only highlights the word glazed... I prefer glazed with sugar. ...which does a huge amount of work for the speaker, but it also introduces the interlinear rhyme... You know, it's funny. My eyes are glazed right now. Go I on. Know. I know. And then <laughs> no, it gets I'm into this. It. And then it gets into this long thing about agriculture and a way of life. And so it's my... a time capsule. It's a time machine, Jack. It takes us back into the moment. No, see, here's what I don't like: when people are writing about other writing, and they use their review of writing to try to show you how good of a writer they are. Right. If you want to show me how good of a writer you are, submit something to be reviewed. Don't sneak it into a review that you are doing about something else. Rant over. Yeah. Yeah. There is a lot of that in, in critiques. But let me read the whole poem for you again, just in case you're like thinking, did I miss something? Do we no. have time for that? Here's the right, whole do thing. It with the, do it with the pauses, though. I'll do the pauses. All I'll right. Go, make... Daddy, do it with the pauses. <laughs> a red wheel barrow. Glazed with rain, water. Beside the white chickens. <laughs> That's the whole thing. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Probably ought to bleep that, Hanson. Um, I so I I, honest to God, because I'm trying to be better than us. I'm I'm trying to be a better version of me. I'm really trying to do, but but I can't. That's good. I I encourage that. I can't tell if I'm being jerked around here or if I'm just too dumb. I almost gave up on my poetry kick yesterday. I thought, you know what? I clearly am just not cut out for this. I mean, there's other stuff I like, but like, there are so many YouTube videos with people describing what's going on there. Books have been written. There are college classes dedicated to this. And I just think I'm clearly not smart enough. I'm just not. Or or you're too down to earth. I once read a review of one of my favorite albums of all time, definitely in my top ten. I'm not going to mention it because it would just be a distraction, but it's an incredible work of art, so in my the opinion. First or second Partridge Family album? No, no, it's a Lover Boy's debut album. Uh, anyway, the red leather, it's just it's so appealing to me. No, but this album is is beloved. It's not very well known, but the people who know it worship it. And this reviewer accused fans of fetishizing it, trying to make it more than it is. Mm. I mean, it's a damn solid album. The songs are intriguing. The lyrics are wacky. It's it's down to earth in kind of a cool way. But come on, people, quit with your worshipfulness. That see that the, that poem, and I fully understand. Maybe I'm too much of a dope to get it, but 
to me, that's just an, an enormous fetishization of something. It's a nice little poem. It's it's fine, but I, it's not all that crap that it claimed to be. And then once something does reach critical acclaim, how much of it is, well, of course I get it. This is a highly... Emperor's New Clothes. Yeah, this yeah. is a highly respected poem. Of course I get it. Oh, you don't get it? I mean, isn't there a certain amount of that that goes on? Absolutely, yeah. Emperor's New Clothes combined with fetishizing something and, and racing to be the most eloquent and wordy praiser of it. It's, it's, it's a subculture thing. It's like, you know, as a rock and roll guy, I became aware of uh, East Coast people, New York people in particular, fetishized the Ramones just about how incredibly important they were and vital and how Stupid Midwestern rock was compared about how, to compared to how cool the Ramones were in CBGB and everything. It's like you people are full of crap. There are little rock clubs all over America where bands are, are are digging in. They're playing their own wacky version of what rock and roll is, and some of them are good, some of them are better, some of them are pretty unique. And the Ramones were pretty unique and pretty cool, but because they're New York, they just it just, it just becomes masturbation. I don't know. The final stanza completes the picture. Beside the white chickens implies a rural setting. The presence of yeah, life. Yeah, because they're friggin' chickens. We got that. <laughs> the presence of life and finally the encapsulation of the image inside itself. The first line contains the rhyme and the levity of the situation. The words themselves complete the physical idea. The chickens, which hid during the storm, return upon seeing the light, which illuminates the wheelbarrow. See, my problem with all of this, back to the fetishizing thing, is you could write something almost exactly the same as that about Hickory Dickory Doc, the mouse ran up the clock. Oh, okay. That version. Um, if you wanted to. Oh, yeah. If you wanted to, you could do 10,000 words on, on how it echoes the aspirations of us all, even while encapsulating the, the outcast feel of the rodent, natural to the earth, yet, yet forbidden from the home. And aren't we all echoing the mouse's alienation in our search for meaning? Bullshit. You know what it's reminding me of? It's reminding me of the James Lindsay stuff where they made up the fake papers to, oh, and yeah. submitted them. Because you could do that with the Hickory Dickory Duck. The smallness of a mouse compared to the largeness of time. The contrast is striking. You know, that sort of crap. Or the humble tell woodland that, creature. See, tell me that that's not any different than what I just read. What I just said about the smallness of the mouse and the largeness of time. How is that different? Hell, I could give you 350 words. What <laughs> the hell? 3,500 words on the mouse, the natural world, juxtaposed with the mechanical monster that is the clock. Indeed, man's very construct of artificial time and how it butts up against the natural world and insists on its own dominance. And time, which comes for us all and... The irony of running up the clock while time moves at such a steady, slow pace. Exactly. Yeah, it's just, it's, yeah. Again, yeah, I like that. I like that analysis. And I think that happens a lot with, like, Bob Dylan lyrics. And I think Bob Dylan himself is like, God, you guys think too much. Uh, it sounded good. <laughs> the and then fit. at the moment the clock strikes one, one, the first number. In which we escape zero. The At that, that moment, the mouse chooses to run down back to the earth, having heard the clarion call, the siren call of the mechanized world. The mouse rejects it and returns to the earth, its essence, hickory dickory dock. Have you read that poem to your mom, Sean? 
<laughs> She's an artist, and I just wondered if maybe she would take it differently than I do. Uh, I could try. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll see. I'll, just, I'll see. I'd be She's a visual artist, so I don't know if, uh, you know, mm. I'm not sure how the... I don't know either. The art, <laughs> yeah. I, I am not artistic, so I have no idea how those things translate. You know what, Sean? What, why don't you do that, and I'll read it to my dog. <laughs> and I'll see if Baxter barks. <laughs> the best commentary was, you're effing kidding me. <laughs> Information. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Available everywhere. Get more info at armstrongandgetty.com. Joe, before we get to what your, your, uh, what your close to happy ending might have been, the, um, I'm noticing here on Bryson DeChambeau's, uh, NFT bids that the current high bidder for one of the events is, uh, somebody by the name of Smokin' Joe 6969. Yeah, that's me. Are, are you bidding? Are you bidding three <laughs> Ethereum on Bryson DeChambeau NFT moments? I absolutely am. Smoking yeah, that's Joe sixty nine sixty nine. That's my screen name. Yeah. yeah, because you wanted to be smoking Joe sixty nine, but that was taken. Right, and I thought, hey, you right know what back. I could do? You know, it's twice as good as smoking Joe sixty nine. <laughs> Smoking Joe 69, 69, bingo, giggity. Well, Smoking Joe 69, you a child. 420 was taken. Yeah. <laughs> By Elon Musk. <laughs> I was going through this the other day with my son, trying to come up with a screen name. What are they going to do in the future? If, there were, if we're already out of screen names, anything you can come up with, your own personal name and you, is gone. Please. Your own personal name with any number of letters and, uh, and th- that, that was gone three years ago. <laughs> what are they going to do in the future? They're going to have to invent characters. Uh, all right. I wonder if you'll have like a fifteen-digit code, and yeah. you'll just have to send your code to friends. I suppose, but it's wow. it's it's tough. Joe's actually hitting on what mini games are doing in that your your official thing that you register with the the video game company is kind of hidden in the background and then you can kind of put whatever name you want all over the top of that so you don't have to have you know different uh, characters and numerical numbers and stuff to, to get you a unique they gotta name. clear they gotta clear out the ones that aren't being used because henry henry wanted to be henry gamer Th- that person might use it or they may have made that like 15 years ago and haven't used it in 15 years just like joe 69 might not be doing anything with his clever Name and it keeps you clever and amusing. (laughs) Anyway, giggity. (laughs) So, Jack, I got to ask you before I dive into this. It's really an unbelievable email. Um, Any further developments on the skater kids uh, offering your son and his buddy drugs story Um, that you'd like to admit to? No, um, I spent quite a bit of time talking to the police, and they at least pretended to be interested in the story. Um, and, and talk to me for quite a while and are going to start patrolling more often. I'm still working to try to get the couches out of there. The police can't do that. That's the city's park and rec department. And with COVID, nobody's there. And so that's become more difficult. You got a truck. You need me to come over and we can pick up the couch and get it out of there. Well, it's a long way from a street unless I'm going to drive across, you know, uh, little league fields. Well, we need a dolly. We need some ropes and pulleys. We can, we can, we'll take care of this in an afternoon. That's well, true, if you we can could. shoot up in the park and take a crap in the park and aggressively panhandle in the park and shout at people because you're a lunatic in the park, surely you can drive your pickup. I guess that's what I would say to a policeman. If you can <laughs> offer 10-year-olds drugs in the park, surely I can come pick up a couch in the park. 
Right. But right. Uh, yeah, we. Well, I'm sure we could, Sean. That actually. And then be kind hit of him fun. with, "I paid your salary." Oh boy, that's always that a good it. idea. <laughs> always a good idea. Hope the cops listening. I still really have lumps from trying that before. <laughs> oh, geez, easy. So I, I bring this up because we got this um, note from. Uh, I'll just say, uh, I don't know. He doesn't ask for anonymity, but this is a semi-frequent correspondent. Uh, we'll say his name is Rick. Uh, hello again, A and G from MDCLA, which is a prison. You asked about kids and drugs, and I think I'm qualified to answer any questions that you may have. I am detained pending trial for distribution of fentanyl resulting in death or serious bodily injury. Holy crap. I'm not a parent, but I was a child once. My general advice is, one, don't lie to kids, because any benefits of the lie will be transient, while the loss of trust will linger. And two, trust your parenting. You only get so many years of you being able to reward and punish children and shape their behavior before they start doing their own thing, and they will make mistakes and get into trouble. But if you raise them well, they will probably turn out fine. My story almost had a happy ending. I smoked weed and did ecstasy and psychedelics in high school because I'm curious and stubborn and wasn't going to take anyone's word for it that drugs are bad, especially after learning that all of the marijuana fear-mongering that I was taught was untrue, which sparked my interest in chemistry. I left high school early, went to UCLA for undergrad, then studied physics in grad school. In grad school, I developed a heroin addiction, and now here I am, looking at a 20-year mandatory minimum. Opioids are no joke. Then he goes into stuff on ecstasy or molly, uh, more in line with uh, psychedelics that uh, apparently one of the young miscreants offered, whether seriously or not, to your son and his buddy. Mm-hmm. And he describes the effects of it. Um, uh, da, da, da. It's fairly I'm guessing easy. it makes you feel good. It's fairly easy to tell if your child is using ecstasy. They'll be talking a mile a minute. Their eyes will be dilated. They will appear to be more affectionate than usual for people in soft objects. And if they are a regular user, you will probably notice them listening to a lot more EDM than they did before. Anyway, you've probably already gotten a lot of advice for your specific situation. Learn to trust your parenting. Uh, Good luck. Maybe I can find a way to spend my abundant free time advising children or parents about drugs. That'd be a a good thing to do with your life there, man. It'd be an awesome thing to do with your life. Yeah. Any wisdom you have about that track would be great to share, which you just did, obviously. How how heartbreaking is that? My story almost had a happy ending. He got off of drugs, got himself educated in advanced education in physics, and then just for some reason wandered back to the, the hard stuff. Man, yeah. that's uh, Rick, and I know your real name. I'm looking at it. Uh, that's a drag, dude. I yes, feel for is. you. Yeah. Oh, that fentanyl. I was reading more about fentanyl. Holy crap. That's a problem. And the Chinese are, are heaping it upon us, too. They said they'd stop, but they haven't. It's coming through Mexico, by the way, speaking of the border, which we have been lately a fair amount. Mm-hmm. Boy, not one of our funnier podcasts. No, not really. I was really. expecting more out of Smoking Joe 6969. Yeah, we had that. That was good times. Let's, yeah, it was. Let's, those, let's those were good times. Yeah, let's not Early, forget that. Earlier in the podcast. Oh, man. Yeah. So, so fun. So much laughter. <laughs> well, this was but all it, important, but... I tell you what, some guy comes along and tries to use Smoking Joe sixty nine sixty nine sixty nine. He's gonna have a problem with me. Armstrong and Getty. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid Mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Here's Armstrong and Getty. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Available everywhere podcasts are given away because we're stupid. Before we get to whatever Joe's nonsense is, Sean, are you willing to share that news? Or is it a secret at this point? Um... I, yeah, I, yeah, I can talk about it. Or you it. can be vague, or you can be specific. No, I can Speak talk about it. Speak up, long hair. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, it looks like Jesus now. So, uh, yeah, I've talked about the uh, the NBA Top Shots thing, the kind of digital basketball cards, your non-fungible tokens. Which seems like, get it. <laughs> seems like witchcraft or something, but... Now, all of this is still exists in the theoretical. Um, there are still a couple steps that need to be taken for this to actually come true. But there's a chance that I hit a five-figure kind of payday on on one of my moments. Five-figure. What? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Zero, 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 four, right? The, z- the reason yeah, including is... Including decimals. Many figures. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, the reason is interesting, though. So uh, I, I happen to get into one of these pack raffles where they have a limited number of packs, and you have to get randomly number assigned, and only a certain number of people get it. I happen to, quote-unquote, 
win the quote-unquote right to give this company money and buy a pack from them. I did so, and the rare card that I pulled, the serial number happened to coincide with the jersey number of the player that it represents, which for <laughs> reasons, like the, the, the most valuable serial number of these things is usually the number one because sure. it's the first minted, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. The second most valuable serial number on all these just happens uh, tends to be the jersey number of the player from said moment. You know, I'm you know more about this than I do. I have no expertise, but my guess would be don't think it's going to be more valuable five years from now <laughs> than it is now. Mm. Oh, I, yeah, I, I am more than happy to take uh, the, 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 the bottom end of the range of this payout should but it be five anywhere close. Figures, but, wow. Yeah, yeah. And how do you know the rough figure? Uh, based off precedent of other cards and other. Uh, Similar rarity. So this is a card that on, there's only about 2,000 of this card in total. So you compare it to other card uh, that have that same number of quantity. And I'm guessing the player matters, and it's in the range of some other the, players. The player matters, but this is not an all-star player. Okay, like this is This is a young guy wow. who may be good at some point, but this isn't like... like a, you, not being an NBA diehard, you two probably wouldn't know who but this guy so is. But so just the fact that the, the, the jersey number matches the serial number is the yeah. main thing. Yeah. Okay, there you go. You know what, kids? Don't work hard. Don't get a job. Don't get an education. Just figure out what the the, the latest internet craze is and jump in on it. Jack was trying to give me credit with something. Well, uh, th- this is preparedness meets opportunity. That's what it is. <laughs> and I tried to correct him that no, this is more like degenerate falls face first into good fortune. But uh, but yeah, I mean, it's uh, you, uh, in theory, this will all cash the same. Well, when I was stamp collecting as a as a kid. Because that's what passed for fun in my world. Um, you know, you'd have the misprint stamps that were worth so much money and everything like that. Why? There, there's no logical reason. It's rare. Rarity. Okay, big deal. Uh, but but it was. And if, if people are trading it for that amount of money, then it is worth that much. And it's just, you know, it sounds like the same sort of thing to me. So, yeah. I was once in possession of an extremely rare penny in which Abraham Lincoln was smoking a cigarette. <laughs> wow, how did that <laughs> one work? $50,000. And I accidentally put it into a vending machine. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll see if one of these idiot hobbies actually uh, pays off for me uh, in some <laughs> that'd be, way. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Parents, it, it, take one quarter of what you were going to spend on your kid's college education and just give them that cash to gamble on Internet crazes. <laughs> I actually think that's a better idea than uh, it might seem at first glance. Yeah, yeah, yeah I can see yeah. that. I'll be damned. So we got this note from uh, Janice, who's very angry. <clears throat> I was so furious when I woke up to your... Open this AM? Oh, like our, our opening segment. Uh, inferring Queen Elizabeth and the royal family are racists. QE2 doesn't have a racist bone in her body. Her last equerry, i.e. closest advisor, was black, which is neither here nor there. Well, some of her best friends are black. You have preached how hurtful and dangerous it, it is to throw around accusations of racism. This is exactly what is happening here. Well, the queen is not worried about brown babies. Well, somebody was, according to Harry, but um, I don't really think the Queen is worried about what I say about her, and I certainly don't care what I say about her. Um, <laughs> so you're apologizing then? <laughs> I take full responsibility. <laughs> but this this part I like, unless you want to comment on that. Uh, my only comment would be we got one of us said it or somebody said it or something like that, 
apparently got imply or infer backwards, and somebody was very upset about that. And she said inferred. So imply, inferred is you hurt. You were taking it that way. Implied yes. is you're sending it that direction. So yes, we've got to make sure we get that right. The speaker implies the listener infers. There you go. Thank you very much. Latest internet billionaire, positive Sean. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> this this part is true. Besides uh, her, oh, besides her mother, Meghan Markle is totally estranged from her entire family and has now managed to estrange her husband from his. Ooh, ooh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. You take mm. that out of the world of the royals and just make that regular people. I've known those people. Mmm, that's pretty good right there. You Wait cut a yourself off, you have conflict with everybody, but you pick one ally, but then you have to have their undivided attention, too, which means you have to cut them off from their family. Or, yeah, yeah, exactly. You just observe it, so shh, he, I'll go with he on this one. He's got no relationship with his family, marries her, now she can't have a relationship with her family. Apparently, yeah. some because of something seems like a heck of a coincidence, something that in this we're changing this sexes here, but yeah. something that he's at the middle of. Yeah, she has to cut off her family. Uh, our correspondent goes on to write, it is fine. You are proud to not care about the royal family, but you do have to recognize a 39 year old woke axe grinder when you see one. I think. He's legitimately in love with and has kids with, as you said earlier, so I, I hope everything works out for them. I hope they stay married and raise the kids properly. He seems like a good dude. I think he uh, fell in love with a crazy hottie, though, and is going to make her life, make his life difficult, and at some point he'll look back on this and think, oh, my God, she made my life very difficult. I hope mm-hmm. not. I hope yeah. not. Yeah, well, it could be her great skill, because uh, as far as I know, she's no better actor than anybody else is and whatever. But um, her great skill is uh, her womanly wiles. She landed a prince. The other way to look at it would be everything he's saying is legit. The royal family thing is stupid. Why mm-hmm. would anybody want to have that life? It doesn't make right. any sense whatsoever. It's you a trap. Anybody who would allow their kids to grow up in that is really not a very good parent, probably. So, yeah, that all makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, Janice, I'm sorry you're pissed off at us. Uh, I think you're taking our uh, our uh, hijinks a little too seriously, but we appreciate the thoughts. Anyway, yeah, it's a I good point. I appreciate you think that our opinion matters enough that anybody could be offended. But, um, you know, at, at a high level, actually, the more I think about it, you look at William and Kate Middleton and their kid being born and all the pictures and the first time they're seen in their Easter clothes and that sort of stuff. Who would want that for their child? Oh, my God. If I'm Harry, I do everything I can to get away from that. Now, the key will be um, how much we see of their kids. Mm-hmm. You know, if we start seeing a lot of their kids, I mean, because they're sitting down for interviews to say we don't want to be. But even then, isn't there a little bit more of this is on our terms? Sure. Aspect of it. Yeah. Sure. And they can control those terms. Yeah. No you know, one of the interesting things about the interview, to the extent that it was interesting, was she wanted to make various decisions about the wedding and the child and the rest of it and was told, no, no, you don't make that decision. You, no, you do what you're told. And she thought, wow, I'm a grown-ass woman. I'm about to have a child, and I'm being told what I can and can't do. What is this? Hey, just for fun, play uh, clip two. It's short, but it's Prince Ari. 
My father and my brother, they are trapped. They don't get to leave. And I have huge compassion for that. He said at some point I used to, he said something about talking to his dad, Prince Charles. And uh, he said, and, and we argued about this quite a while, as long as he was taking my calls till he stopped. Implying, as I inferred, that yeah. uh, his dad stopped taking calls from him. Yep, yep. His dad has cut him off. He says, so. "Won't won't pick up the phone. Um, put the phone to his jug ears." So, are they? What is their? Uncalled for. Uncalled for. What are? What are their last names? What's the queen's last name? She's part of Windsor? which family? Are they, they're Windsors? The Windsors. They're not Tudors. Tudors. They're four doors. So. Windsor's is it, sedan. Do do Windsor's go back to anybody like we've heard of? Like King Henry the Eighth was a two door, I believe. The oh, first Queen Elizabeth, I think, was a two door. I'm checking for or, to or give or a hatchback. No, I'm, I'm fresh out. One of them was a hatchback. Um, no, the reason I would give a if I was one is if I could trace my lineage back to you know somebody was involved in the conquest of this or the beheading of that person or whatever. That'd be pretty damned interesting. Oh yeah, yeah. Get on the genealogy train. Woot, woot. It'd be a lot easier if you're a freaking royal. There are a million books and castles and everything, you know, outlining your your, your lineage. You don't have to do 23andMe. No, no, my Plus, you're all fun. inbred. So your cousin's your brother and your brother's your uncle. <laughs> That's right. And if you get cut, you get a paper cut and you bleed to death. <laughs> exactly. Skin's translucent. There's no way to be, man. You're what? trapped. God, imagine what they do all day. Some of your lesser royals. Imagine what they do all day long. Freaking nothing. How incredibly insane would that make you? Yeah, I said a lot of them do charity work. You know, even even though even if you're doing you're on charity a work, yeah, exactly. But you got nothing you have to do. You ride to the hounds. <laughs> <laughs> You slapping up an uh, uppity peasant. Oh, boy. You ride fancy horses. You, you shoot at foxes. You probably drink out of fancy glasses. And you convince you yourself. Up the maid. And you convince yourself that somehow this is important for the nation and the people. And it's important that I do this. That, that seems to be what William has taken on. Is that this is important for the, the country of England. Is that we do this and be their royal family. And I think they're greatly misguided in that. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I'd love to ask him that someday. Don't you think the country would be better off without this silly tradition? No offense. You seem like a good egg. But, I mean, who who you were born to? Who the hell cares? Armstrong and Getty. Information. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Available everywhere. Get more info at armstrongandgetty.com. And then one more thing here. Um, I had not even heard of this, but the reason I'm willing to do this story is was like a month ago when Sean handed me the story of our air fryers worth the hype. And I'd never even heard of an air fryer. And uh, it turns out, according to Sean and Joe, they are worth the hype they're fantastic for cooking yeah they're, they're not particularly cool expensive and they're very handy so i should get one of those however this one which i'd also not heard of the insta famous always pan is not worth the hype 
The always pan is inescapable, it says here. Well, I've managed to escape it. <laughs> Me too. I've never heard of this thing, whatever it is. Uh huh. If you're on Instagram, you're hitting a, a nonstop stream of ads for the pastel-colored cookware that claims to do it all. You can't be on Instagram or social media without coming across the always Looking pan. Looking at French-built bulldogs. <laughs> Apparently, I have been able to be on social media and not come across the always pan. I'm having trouble figuring out what it is. Sean thinks he's nailed it down. So it's designed to replace the eight traditional pieces of cookware. It, it, it replaces the, the fry okay. pan, the saute pan, the steamer, the skillet, the saucier, the saucepan. I don't know what the difference between those two things are. Uh, okay, yeah. um, uh, and now it makes sense. So I'm looking at the picture. It's supposed to be really well made and a particularly great version of Don Stick. And it's got, I don't know if I can describe it, but the way it's built, it can be all different sizes in one pan and like a strainer and everything else. You just buy this How? one thing. They're kind of like... Am uh, I Harry Potter over here or what? Uh, it, it, Like um, um those... Chango Panis. Excuse me. Be careful with that spell. <laughs> Exactly. Why do I have a different penis now? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Panis. Whose penis is this? Hey, I think so I like sorry. this. So sorry, Ron. <laughs> I think I like this one better, so that worked out all right. So it appears to be just kind of a a larger than your typical um, like big skillet. So if you want to put some water in the bottom and put the steamer thing in it. It can also be a steamer. Well, and it looks to me like it's got a uh, Russian nesting doll sort of thing, too, yeah, yeah. where you got like the slightly smaller ones fit exactly in there, but they can all just be one piece, or you can take a couple out, and all of a sudden it's bigger. So Skillets and iced tea. <laughs> so there you go. They always spend. But anyway, their their conclusion, it is not worth the hype. It's about 145 bucks, and in theory, it would be all of your cookware in one pan, but they say it's not worth the hype. And it's something to do with soft gel cookware that I don't know anything about that people like, but it doesn't last very long, and most consumers say they would never buy again. So that's a consumer tip for the day. I like uh, it. At least this publication says soft gel cookware is not a good idea. I stand by my air fryer. You, As does Joe, who cooked. What did you say cooked in it? Uh, we had uh, chicken like uh, tenders, uh, yeah, nice breaded strips of chicken. You eat things without knowing what they are. Well, no, I couldn't remember what they're called. Oh, okay. Strips of chicken with the breading on them. I but thought you just sat it's... down and started shoving food into your mouth without asking <laughs> well, what it is, or does if this even fry put it in, <laughs> or even thinking what it is, and you just eat it, and then you walk away from the to- table. I have done that. I didn't <laughs> in this case. I would suggest though they have they have really good toaster ovens that have also the air fryer capability, and that's probably a better investment than unless you have an unlimited amount of counter space, you know, just get a, upgrade your uh, your toaster oven. I wonder if it would work, because my wife makes a lot of these, um, uh, uh, like, not breaded, but the fried vegetable things that the kids will oh, then yeah. eat. And she just, you know, every vegetable she throws in there, and they're freaking fantastic and kind of healthy-ish because she uses the right oil and all that sort of stuff. But um, it's a great way to get kids to eat those vegetables, though, because there's usually... Teriyaki vegetables, yeah, buddy. Cucumbers and all kinds of different things. Carrots. Oh, I love those. I need a plate of those right now. Would you make those in an air fryer? Or would I, I, use, my, yeah. or would I use my hype-free always pan? <laughs> I I've, don't know. I've exhausted I've, my knowledge of this crap. I've heard people saying they, they do cook vegetables in the air fryer. I have not yet to do that because I can't find them in my freezer section. The vegetables? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm looking them by the Hot Pockets, but they're not there. Huh. 
Our uh, our uh, youngest son with his various health issues doesn't eat anything but like a couple of different things that aren't particularly healthy. And the doctor said the other day, or at least the psychologist said the other day, don't worry about it. And just and man, I can't tell you what a relief that was to have the doctor say, just let him eat the three things he eats. Because mm-hmm. it's an all day, every day battle to try to yeah. get him to eat something else. And to just, okay, doctor says it's fine. I'm not going to worry about it anymore. Have your dang yogurt, the same cereal, and and uh, whatever else. Oh, your granola bar all day, every day. Fine. Doctor says it's okay. Yeah. yeah. Could you do that okay. the rest of your life, though? Or would your skin turn a weird pallor and your hair fall out? I'm willing to try. <laughs> I, I think I think probably you'd be self-correcting. Yeah. At some point, he'll, he'll want other things. Haven't you always said your brother ate nothing but hot dogs for a long time? And he turned out And right. pink milk. Yep. What's pink milk? Strawberry. Strawberry oh. milk. Yeah. Wow. Hot dogs and strawberry milk does not sound like a great diet. No, that's all he would eat from ages like uh, seven, eight. Really? That's hilarious. For two years, only (laughs) hot dogs and pink milk. Yeah, my parents were really freaked out by it, and he's, he's yeah. like six two, a strapping naval officer at this point. Well, although he is pink, I mean, he's as <laughs> pink as a pink thing. Pink is a, a, a cotton candy. <laughs> I'll have to tell Lodged my wife in his skin cells. I have to tell my wife that she'll like that, knowing that a guy who ends up, you know, being in the military and everything like that, had strawberry milk and hot dogs for two years. Uh, we'll be less worried about Henry. That's funny. Yeah, he's big, strong, and smart as hell. So My final it. story on that is my younger brother, who is a much bigger than me now, um, he, he really liked raw hot dogs. And, like, one of my biggest memories of him, because he was quite a bit younger than me, was walking around the house in a diaper holding a cold hot dog in his hand, eating on it. He would he would just go to the fridge and open the fridge and get a hot dog out of the package and eat him cold. He'd just Why not? Like it was a microphone, I, I and believe, just walk around eating it all I the time. I believe I did that when I was a kid, too. Yeah? Yeah. Hmm. Final note from me. Uh, see how you like this. Why do French bulldogs plant trees so that the German shepherds can march in the shade? <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> I like you it. were a child. <laughs> it wasn't great. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.